Welcome to Astute Insights. Uh, the overview of what I wanted to do today was to put together a series of interviews with business connections that I've made over my career that have helped me to grow and shape my business into what it is today. And today I wanted to introduce people to leaders in their industry that give us insights and um, you know strategies for improvement. And today I'd like to introduce Mick Goodwin. Mick Goodwin is a sales strategist. He is a business broker that helps business owners like you and me to prepare and position their business for sale in order to achieve the best possible price in good time without stress. Welcome, Mick. Thanks, Nina. Great to be here. Awesome. Uh, the reason I kind of wanted to bring you in today is uh, with the global pandemic, I've seen a lot of business owners sort of question why they're in business, looking to exit mm -hmm. their business not really being able to sell it during this time or thinking that they can't. So I wanted to put a discussion point over to you um, about the current market and the misconceptions around selling or not selling during this time. Mm, yeah, sure. Fantastic. So um, the current market, well, we're going to have to edit this. Um, <laughs> current, okay, so let me start with the current market. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, going, look, there was definitely a drop that everyone knows and everyone sort of pulled back and wanted to see what was happening. Um, a lot of people ran, deals collapsed. That probably happened more so just with unknown factor, not yeah. um, necessarily the businesses um, being uh, not being attractive anymore. So once the unknown factor, we got past that after a few weeks, um, a lot of it started to be business as usual. Now, we did get a lot of buyers circling, looking for bargains of the century and that a lot of sellers weren't prepared to do that. So what we've seen now is um, some some businesses went really, really strong that sort of maybe didn't realise uh, that was going to happen. A lot of the bakeries, a lot of the small food retailers, the butchers, the fruit and veg shop because they lost the people left the supermarkets. Um, they're seeing continuous sales, um, you know, that they've never even seen before um, uh, in their whole years of business. We have seen a lot of the landscaping, a lot of the home improvements uh, business going on, and just a lot with um, the business in general from uh, sort of, I wouldn't say luxuries, but, uh, you know, your camper van, your trailers, your maybe the cars, people are getting... Yeah. In a lot of cases, a lot more money than what they were used to getting, and they're actually spending it, which, you know, I don't think that was the, the point. But, um, you know, a lot of supers come out and gone into the, the car the car market and things like that, that 10 to 15 grand market type of um, purchases. So businesses that did service those price points um, are doing really fantastic. Now, in terms of sales point of view, buyer inquiries are back, back to normal. Um, businesses are listing with confidence. Um, look, we're... We sort of know the situation of COVID now. We know what's going to happen. You know, they have, we've sort of, the tourism industries um, have moved past of, okay, we're, we're definitely closing down because no international travel, but we're in Australia, we travel. And yeah. um, Queensland's booming right now. I've got uh, holiday management rights um, booked up 100% up in Airlie beaches and places like that that used to rely on international travel. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so in terms of, um, you know, everything that's in dire straits, no, but um, that's definitely not the case. But I think we're just, uh, we're going to be setting up paying a lot higher taxes 
for, for a long time to come. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely think so. Um, I also wanted to ask you, um, you know, when businesses come to you, they're probably not at the point um, that they should be when they're looking to sell their business. And one of the processes that you talk about, um, and it's on your website, is getting sales ready. So do you want to share with us sort of your top three tips on how businesses can start to prepare their business for that sales process? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of the business, especially the businesses, you know, that might sell for around 500 or less, um, even up to a million, uh, they, they, they always generally sell at the wrong time. They sell when they need to get out or they yeah. really want to get out. And um, that's the worst time to sell. But in terms of what you can do for um, your business to create a lot of more value and have yourself in a lot better position when it comes to selling uh, is your number one is your systems and processes. Now, you've got if you've got your right systems and processes throughout your business, you your the business is far less reliant on you. Meaning, when it comes down to um, everything from buyer confidence, what are they buying? Yeah. You know, as soon as the owner leaves, is the business going to fall apart? No, because um, the buyer can the buyer sees that the business is operating really without that owner already. Um, yeah. It 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 gives a lot more consistency um, in the terms of the output, whatever that product is. Um, if it's getting the exact same output already without the owner overlooking and doing everything, um, it it basically it improves every um, asset of the of the business from output to to revenue streams to consistency in sales. So that's the biggest number one tip, um, and that doesn't have to be huge, huge detailed systems. Um, you can use simple things like Process Street. That's a really good, um, cheap, well, not cheap, affordable, but extensive software. Um, that's on the market that I've used and I, I recommend other people to use. Um, the next one is your numbers. Um, you know, get your numbers uh, clear and in place. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's where Teams like Steve Booker will come in and really understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> because accountants, you got to think you're not selling to the buyer, you're selling to the buyer's accountants yeah. and, you know, and, their, and their team. So, um, and I think if you can have less resistance from the buyer, you know, less questions coming back, I think yeah. it improves your, I don't know, the, the level of confidence that they have within your numbers. You know, I think the more yeah. questions that go back and forth between the two accountants, kind of decreases the value of your business? It starts eroding confidence. And when it starts to erode the confidence, people pull out and deals fall over. Yeah. Okay. Um, so part of, uh, yeah, my job is to make sure that that business is ready and, and there is no um, new resistance or pushback or questions back and forth. Everything is there for them. So once they really get, we find that buyer who's really interested and committed, you know, it's we're just free-flowing everything that they want to see and hear. Yeah. You know, probably the day before they realise they want to see and hear it um, and just gives a, a really smooth transition of that process of moving forward. But, um, yeah, the numbers are the huge one because um, whether it, if the numbers are all really clear, um, the, the, their accountant will uh, understand this and he'll he'll agree whether it's a $100,000 business or a 500 or a million, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and third. Third, let's do number yeah. three then. <laughs> uh, it was uh, your your team. Yeah, your team. So um, like a lot of that is crossover with your systems. If you have a system yeah. where you can place your team, um, 
you know, they, they have maybe yeah, some kind of final online um, selection, self-selecting service, I call it, where they, they really want to they select themselves. Um, yeah. That, again, they, continuity they, they, with the business that it kind of, you know, even if the business does change hands, there's, you know, the same ethics, the same kind of, you know, where the, the direction of the business is kind of, and yeah. that will change, I guess, depending on the owners coming in might move it a little bit, but yep. at least they're buying, you know, that group of employees that I guess are on the same path. That's exactly it. Yeah. And it's up to them to make small changes if they want, but they, they, they know what they're getting. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Talking about your systems and processes, is there a, uh, a part of your business that you have successfully outsourced and the benefits that um, it may have created for your business? Um, yeah, definitely. I think um, I, I wrote and implemented a lot of the systems uh, myself in my previous business, but, but I'm not a great tech guy. So when it comes to systems on, on the digital scope of, of uh, you know, getting calendar bookings and, and sending out um, a newsletter, yeah. yeah, all that sort of digital automation stuff. But but the key is to sort of keep it so it's a little bit personalised still um, yeah. because I think automation swung too far. Yeah. Because get a delete on an I email. Think those invites on LinkedIn. Hey, we have the same, and it just yeah. fires back a very generic <laughs> response That's right. to you. Yeah. <laughs> I find um, the biggest way to turn off a business owner if you want to sell their business is just giving you a generic. <laughs> Hi, I can sell business. You know, like it's their secondhand car or something. Yeah, um, which I guess touches on, um, I know the background story of how you got into business broking. Um, so do you want to give us a bit of journey on the business that you had and how you've transitioned into who you are today? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I think it was came to my previous business that I sold last year, which was 2019, and that was uh, called YoFlow. Now we had a couple of retail stores um, down in Byron Bay was the main one. We opened another store up in uh, Newstead at the Gasworks in, in Brisbane. Um, and, yeah, the base of those stores was food retails. Frozen yogurt was the, the main um, self-serve model. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I basically systemized that business, you know, learned a lot with the second store. It really is two separate businesses if you don't have your systems right. So I was kind of running two businesses two hours apart which um, was a tough, tough couple of years in that one. But, um, you know, we worked through it and um, in the end, yeah, I, I got the systems right and um, I, I had no real need to be in the day-to-day of the business. Um, but by, I think, after eight years, I, I just had run my race with that one and I was really happy with what the business started at. Um, it started the I think I bought a machine online from China and rocked up at my house um, and I plugged it in and I started, <laughs> I set it up on some milk down on the main street and I started uh, figuring things out that way. But um, yeah, by, by the end of it all, um, I, I just that was, it was ready to pass the baton on and, and selling it. Was, and, there, uh, was there an incident or a situation that made you think that it was time to sell it or it had just run its course? Yes. No, there definitely was um, because it was a very, it was meant a lot to me. So it was a very hard one to come to wrap my head around. Obviously, it takes time, but um, I think it was at the summer because, you know, especially in Byron, you're selling frozen yogurt. You can imagine uh, it, it's yeah. a very profitable business and making lots of money. And I just didn't care. And I was like, this is not even that fun anymore. So I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm making, you know, tens of thousands in a month and, and going, nah. 
So I knew that was time. Um, yeah. and, and then I started the process and I looked at what was important. And I looked at what would a buyer want and I knew, okay, so I had to get more uh, lease time for the buyer to give them more confidence that, you know, they'll still have a business in five, ten years' time. Um, I looked at the systems. By that time, the systems were all pretty good. I'd replaced myself. Um, and so, yeah, and then what happened is we went down and I started speaking to different brokers and um, the discrepancy, the difference in what one broker valuation and appraisal would give me in towards another one um, was was huge. It was, you know, one was 60% less than the other than the other one. And um, the third broker just asked me what I wanted to sell it for. So I just made up a number and um, he said, sure, let's go for it. And I was like, hey, I like really? that way, Yeah. <laughs> It'd be nice if it did. But, um, so, yeah, that was, that was uh, I started to really think that, um, you know, perhaps uh, that there's a gap and, and, and I, with my practical experience of what, um, owning in my own business and I started my master's in business admin in the academic and I just thought, um, you know, there's there's a way, there's definitely a space here to offer a different service. Yeah, that was uh, sort of my question. Did you, when you were looking to sell, did you at that time know what you were going to get into or you just knew you wanted to get out of what you're currently doing? I knew I wanted to um, get out. That was definitely one. But I thought I wanted to get into some kind, like I thought, uh, in a previous life of life, I've worked on boats and spent a lot of time sailing around the world and everything. And I thought, you know, I could uh, yacht brokerage or something like that. But um, I didn't really like that industry when I went and had a little bit of a closer look. Um, it just seemed, you know, guys that never been on a boat in their life and, you know, just selling another this car salesman, another car salesman, but that's what it was. Um, well, essentially just a water car. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, and um, and then I thought, and it's not that it wasn't too engaging or wasn't too challenging. Um, all you have to do is just talk to really wealthy people, and that I thought that's just not what I wanted to do. So yeah. I wanted. I, I then I saw what happened with my business and the business brokers um, that I dealt with, and I thought, well, I am going into studying my MBA. I'm going back to studying. I do like business and the dynamics of it, and um, yeah. you know, there's a lot more variety in business. So that was a, a, a more of a challenging and more exciting path that I wanted to take. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I just wanted to share that because I thought it was um I thought it was interesting and I guess I wanted to know a little bit more. So um, I'm going to sort of wrap up on our top three points and just go over them. So you had um, systemize your business. You had getting your numbers uh, right in your business and sort of integrating and making your team. Um, work for you I wanted to yeah. um, the point that you wrote there the worst time to sell is when you need to sell that's yeah. um I don't know that just really uh, struck it with me because that's kind of what's happened now you know people don't have an ill businesses that I've seen that have um, you know approached me they've said that you know they need to get out they can't afford to keep going but their business isn't yeah. worth anything because they're not ready um, so they're kind yeah. of a little bit stuck so it definitely opens up the doors on you know what's possible out there and that you can chip away and I think and if you're not in business to sell it at some point why you're kind of in business yeah exactly yeah you're essentially just a job that you're going to walk away from rather yeah. than this saleable asset that you know you should be looking to create create and build yeah i think that's a very important one i think um the idea of an exit plan exit strategy is just non-existent in so many so many business owners so um you know why not uh, it's got to happen at some point 
Yeah, yeah. And I like what you said, yeah. that it's hard. Like, you know, I think about my business as well and, you know, it's come up over the years whether, you know, when I'm ready to sell it, you know, when it was when I had my kids or now my husband has his own business, you know, is it at a point that I want to sell it? And it's like I do want to sell a business. That's why I got into it 12 years ago. Yeah. But it still pulls at my heartstrings that this is kind of like another one of my little babies. So yeah. um, <laughs> I think the process... <laughs> yeah, like it will be there, but it's um, it's definitely not on the cards for me um, at the moment. But, you know, in the progression of building up the team. So hopefully, you know, when the time comes, we're ready. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you sh- that's that's spot on there. And you should always, um, you know, and un- unforeseen things happen, do happen. And so, you know, if something should happen and, and someone has to jump in and maybe sell it or something, you know, at least if you're always sort of ready to sell. Yeah. You're going partially to win the ready, best. Yeah. 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 At least partially is better than none. So, <laughs> yeah. um, And best way for people to get in contact with you if they want to have a chat to you? Yeah, they can, of course, um, jump over to the website, mickgodwin.com.au. Um, yep. You know, that's got the email on there. If that gets confusing, it's mick at mickgodwin.com.au. <laughs> and, um, and, Keep it uh, simple. And, I like it. Exactly. Um, I'm going to finish on some rapid-fire questions. I don't yep. want you to think about the answer. I want you to say the first thing that pops into your head. Right. Um, when, when I ask it. Okay, you're ready. Yeah. Latest book that you're currently reading? Wilbur Smith, When the Line Feeds. First music CD you ever purchased? Hello Jam Vitalogy. Oh, worst habit? Um, no thinking. Uh, beer burps with my wife. So <laughs> okay. um, and your favourite thing about COVID? Um, got a few waves to myself when it was yeah. lockdown period. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks for joining us today. It's been great. Great. Thanks, Tina. Fantastic.